Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed, wonderful day out there. You know, I've uh, questioned myself many times. Do people really love God, or do they love what God can do for them? It's kind of like whenever you have people in the world who say they love a celebrity, but they've never actually met them, they've never interacted with them. Um, if they did interact, it would be based upon some kind of a strange uh, coincidence or some experience that they've had that they associate or believe in their mind that that celebrity had something to do with some kind of fortune or good luck that they've had in their life. There's a lot of superstitious people out there who believe that certain symbolic things as well as, uh, you know, something as irrelevant as a rabbit's foot. I've always found it funny that people think that a, a rabbit foot would bring them good fortune and luck. Apparently it didn't do much for the rabbit, but for some reason this dead animal's paw or, you know, little creature hand or whatever <laughs> supposedly brings the person wearing it around its neck some kind of um, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't believe that there's things in this world that I can wear around my neck or um, tattoo to my body or don't believe that if I accidentally run into a mirror, I'm going to get seven years bad luck. I've never been able to get myself around to believing in crazy crap like that. I know some people might say, well, believing in God's kind of crazy. Not really. Not if you watch some of my videos where I describe for you what it is that I perceive God as. I don't perceive God the same way a lot of Christians do. A lot of atheists, as well as Christians, represent God as some kind of old man in the sky that gives away treats and uh, candy to those he likes and then basically disperses of those that he doesn't like. And it just so happens to be that God seems to hate the same people that the person who believes in God hates and also seems to only like the people that the person likes. It's a very narrow thing. If we were to go along with the perception of most Christians, heaven would be a very lonely place based upon this logic. Well, for me, I've wondered to myself, when we say that we love God, do we love God because God is just cool? Or do we love God because God offers an afterlife? Is it because he has abilities and powers and that he might show mercy on somebody? Do we love him because some of our loved ones may one day get cancer and we'll pray and we figure if we love God enough or we ask hard enough or we really show our commitment that God might actually do something that he hasn't done for millions of other people, but he'll do it for you because you prayed just right you cried just the right amount of tears, and you suffered just as much pain. There's some Bible verses that I have problems with that I don't agree with. And I know that's going to come off unusual for people because you know I believe in God. You know I do the whole God TV radio thing. And I have no doubt that gods exist, but there are passages that I have an issue with. One of them is, 
The Bible says that God will never put too much on someone. There will never be too much burden or yoke. And of course, God offers at any time that you can give your burdens and problems to him, which a lot of people do. Christians do it all the time. There's even some atheists in their darkest moments whenever things are not going well and they're desperate and they feel like, okay, if there is a God, I'll call out to him and see what happens. And sometimes people, they get something surprising happen to them. Some people get what they feel is a miracle. I feel like I've gotten some personal experiences that come through. But I've often wondered why the same thing hasn't happened for others that I felt were more deserving. Isn't that something? You ever think about that? You hear a lot of religious folks running around like chickens with their head cut off saying, I've been blessed. I had this great thing happen to me or there was this great healing or this this fantastic thing. But then you wonder to yourself, why is it that whenever I watch the news, I see, you know, shows with children dying and people who seem a lot more saintly-like than I could ever be, people who've done countless acts of charity and goodness. Why is it that God would listen to me and bless me, but not this person? That's very difficult for me to handle. But again, back to the thing that I keep on finding myself in, this... I don't know if I'd call it a rut, but it's a question I just keep on asking myself. Do tr people truly love God, or they simply love him for what he does for them? I'll give you an example. If we were all to die tomorrow and find ourselves at this legendary environment, this coliseum of light, a judgment day where God sits upon a throne pulsating with light and incredible awesomeness as though the universe itself encapsulates him. And he were to look down at us and say, I had changed my mind from my original plan. I'm no longer going to offer heaven or access to it. I'm no longer going to... Um, guarantee that no matter what you believe or what you think for now on when you die it's over that you just this is your life and that's all be blessed and be happy that you got whether it was five minutes on earth or a hundred years how would christians react to that if god said this is the way i want it i created the universe i'm the giver i'm the taker I giveth and I taketh away, and I just simply am not willing to do this anymore. I have an over an abundance of souls and spirits that exist within me already, and I'm basically severing ties with all of humanity and existence. You know, maybe I'll reset the universe. Maybe I will just simply destroy the universe and I would rather just continuously float and levitate in darkness um, beyond space and time. Would Christians still love God? They get that moment where they get to hear God basically say, I've had enough, don't want to do this no more, tired of all this, not worth it anymore. 
we see humans every day with dreams and ambitions. There's humans every day who have plans for their life. And then there's a point where sometimes things don't go your way or things are just not the conclusion or results that you're happy with. Sometimes people do get what they want. Sometimes people get more than what they expected. And still at the end of the day, they say to themselves, I don't want this anymore. This isn't all it's cracked up to be. I know that I've gotten things in my life that I didn't ask for, and I've also gotten more than what I ask for sometimes, uh, sometimes more than what I can handle. And there's been many, many times, and uh, it has been said that I might have uh, attention deficit disorder, OCD, OCD, and all kinds of other cute little things that make up my genetics, where I get bored really easy. And I can't imagine being in the position of God and thinking to myself that, is this really what I want the plan to be? Is this to simply continue to produce people into the world where they're going to mess up and do things over and over or not even try? I mean, it has to get irritating after a while, and I can see when I'm reading the Bible, for thousands of years, God got tired of people. He got irritated with the actions and behavior. God actually got to a point where he said, these people are so horrible that they don't have the ability to follow my 10 rules. I lay out 10 simple rules, and these people can't do it. He took away a land from people. He destroyed people. He threatened people. He tried everything that he possibly could using supernatural means as well as natural means, environmental disasters, plagues, famine, and still people weren't quick learners on any of it. I couldn't imagine, and I remember whenever I was a non-believer, I used to think the God of the Bible was treacherous, tyrannical, a monster? How can something claim that it cares about us yet um, it can end up losing its temper and just wipe out everything in front of it like a Thanos to snap its finger? And then the older I got, the more I realized that there's some despicable-ass creations out there. There's some despicable people that don't deserve to exist. That they should not even be here. Because if I were God, I would have never made them in the first place. I have no idea what God's thinking one day to the next. I really don't. All I have that sits before me is a, a manuscript. Several, up to 70, 80 books combined in a compilation of people's lives that engaged and inter interacted with God. And I can see that God is very good to some people who do the best they could, I suppose, to follow. But one of the patterns I notice whenever I read the Bible is that every single one of the people in the Bible were, they had something wrong with them. There was like some kind of major setback, some kind of sin they couldn't get past or get through and every single one of the people in the bible who did do some good also followed it up with bad 
and the death for the heroes of the Bible, if you could call them that, were horrible. The disciples died bad. All the people of the Bible died bad. The Bible does not try to tell you that if you believe in God and you worship him, that you're going to be blessed every single day of your life, that everything's going to be great, that the world's going to somehow have a balance to it or some kind of fairness. In fact, it seems to teach that crap's going to happen to you just as much as it's going to happen to the next guy, and your crap might seem more relevant to the other guy's crap. <laughs> And again, I ask myself, do people actually love God because of God? What would happen, if you don't mind me asking you guys a, a really serious question, and I want you to be honest from your heart on this. I doubt that most Christians will, but I'm going to give you a shot at this. If one day we were to see a bright, exploding light in the sky, and it looked like a falling star, but it appeared as though there was a a body within the light, and it comes crashing down to earth. And many of us, we surround the impact area of the earth where this fell. And we find out that there's a body that literally fell from heaven. We find out that there's a the very embodiment of a person who looks like they have a pure body, they have perfect skin, nothing wrong with them. They're just a person who came out of the heavens. And this person claims to be God. But the issue is, is that something went wrong in the universe. Something went wrong with space and time. And God lost his powers and his abilities and became absolutely vulnerable, just as weak and fragile as we are. Now imagine to yourself that this figure now depends on the human race to take care of it, to help bathe it, to feed it, to take care of it. What would we do with it? Would we say, oh, you were the God of the universe. You were the one that created everything. Therefore, we feel obligated and committed to helping you, even though you can offer us nothing more in the future. You can't offer us an afterlife. And also, you can no longer threaten us. You can no longer do anything. That sky is the limit with humanity. But God is no longer protecting the universe anymore. God is no longer supplying the energy and resources that are required for humanity. We're basically on our own, and we're on borrowed time. And God serves no use at this point because he's got no powers. This is a hypothetical, ladies and gentlemen. Would you take care of God? Would you take care of the figure that used to be God if it became weak and vulnerable and brittle? That it was going to age and it would die one day and that would be the end and the remnants of God gone. Would you still care? You're never going to see your family in heaven. You're never going to have a reason whatsoever to even pray because God is there, but he's not the God that he used to be. Would you still love him? Would you still care for him? Would you invite him over for brunch? Would you clothe him? 
or would your perspective of God change now that he doesn't have his powers anymore, his abilities? He's no longer, it's, it would be as if Superman no longer had the ability to save Metropolis, that now he was nothing more than Clark Kent. Would he still have any value to you, or would you just look at him as another being with unfortunate issues? I'm just curious, how do Christians, or atheists for that matter, when you love something or you love someone, how would you define that? How would you explain how far you would go for love? Most people say that if you love someone, you'd be willing to die for them. There's some people out there that wouldn't die for God even if God had powers. There's some people who wouldn't die for God if God threatened them or commanded them to die. So what would you do? Would you still die for God? Would you still struggle for God? Would you still commit yourself to doing what is right if God didn't give you goodies or treats at the end of the day or some kind of candy? I've often had a lot of people throughout my time on earth tell me they love me. I've had a lot of people say they care about me. Some people, they sincerely do love me, and some people are willing to take a bullet for me. But some people have only loved me whenever they were getting things from me, or they figured if they ever needed anything from me, then that would be the time to interact with me. I've had people who tell me they love me, but then they never want to see you, they never want to talk to you until they actually require something in their life or they want something. So, I guess from my own personal experience of engaging and interacting with human beings, I'm curious, does God get treated the same way? Because I definitely get treated this way. I get treated... This isn't some kind of hypothetical me telling you that I actually get um, taken advantage of. I have been manipulated by people who claim they love me. I've been lied to by people who say they love me. But besides the love matter too, I find myself in another uh, conundrum. I notice a pattern with a lot of Christians out there that I don't share with them and I don't relate with them in any kind of way on it. It's these Christians who tell you I'm a daily sinner. They'll tell you, oh, I've sinned, I've sinned, I still sin, and that's why I need God in my life. This is, if it isn't for God, I wouldn't have the strength and power to do the right or good thing. But I already know that I can do the right or good thing without God having to tell me to do it. I understand I would first need to know that I would need something laid out for me, explaining to me what is considered morally right and wrong whenever I was a child. I needed to be taught this is what society sees as right and wrong. You have to know these things. But I've never had a desire to take from someone else or take something that is not mine. I've been inspired by things. I've been... 
I've seen things that have moved me and inspired me and I've related to it and identified with it. And I even have collaborated with things as well as people that I thought um, had something that could be um, enhanced, if that makes sense. But I've never really, since uh, whenever I was a young kid, I remember feeling sometimes like I may need to fib or tell a lie in order to get myself out of an ass whipping. I do know that. But as an adult, I feel like one of the only things that we have as adults and as humans, one of the, the greatest things that we have is the ability to impact people's life with the very concept of the truth. I feel like no matter how small a lie is, it does just as much damage to a person because then a person doesn't really know what they're getting when they're dealing with someone who's a liar. But my issue is what I'm trying to explain is I don't understand these people even the people who are all the way up in their 50s, all the way up to the hundreds, how they continue to say, I daily sin, I daily do this, I daily do this, and I require constant guidance and constant babysitting by God in order to be able to get through my day. I've heard religious people and non-believers who say they got to do drugs and they got to do this and they got to do that. Or they just simply can't wake up in the morning and do the right thing. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, I wake up in the morning. I used to get my kids off to school. I pay my bills. I love my wife. And the only single thing that I can think of throughout my years as an adult, what have I done what is it within me that can be considered a sin? What is considered wrong that I could ever be accused of by God? If I were standing before him at judgment day, what could get me in trouble? And the only thing I can imagine that I have done that is against the Bible, where I could actually be called a sinner, is temptation. And it's not temptation like with money. Are material things because I don't really have a big desire for material stuff. I like computers. I like doing music and I like doing art, but it's not something that uh, I'm willing to kill or fight over. It's just something that I, it's a hobby. It's something I enjoy, computers. My only sin that I think that I could be, you know, talked about if I, you know, I engage God is probably the temptation or lust problem. There's something about being around an attractive person who is extremely intelligent that is a real turn on for me. I have a beautiful wife. She's intelligent. She's sweet. She's good in every ways. And you couldn't ask for more in life. But unfortunately, my biology is set up in such a way that if I'm in a room and there's beautiful women, I will have a difficulty of turning my head and not looking and not just feeling a bit warm inside or feeling an interest. Every single time I've been able to have the willpower and the strength to tell myself, no, 
don't do that, don't mess around, don't get into some kind of flirting because that can lead into some bad things. And it's also equally difficult or challenging whenever you have attractive, intelligent women who are flirting with you and you can tell by the look in their eye that they're willing to have you right then and there. And you got to say no. Can't do that. Can't do that. Now, of course, people who don't have any kind of moral fiber in them, people who don't truly respect or love the person that they're with, they may see it as perfectly natural. What would be wrong? It's just sex. It's just physical engagement, companionship. Although I keep myself from doing it, it still makes me feel bad that I would even um, imagine for a moment or have thoughts about it. But it's one of those things about your brain that you can't really stop the images and the ideas from getting in there. The only thing you can do is tell your brain and your body, don't interact based upon your thoughts or desires. So the point is, is when I look at myself, I know that whenever it comes to loving my kids and loving my family, I'm a good man all the way through, through and through. Am I able to do everything that my family desires and wants? No, I'm not a wealthy person. I can't buy my family everything I want. And unfortunately, I've had family members who've abandoned me because I didn't do something for them. I didn't give them something they wanted. Mostly because I either couldn't or I felt like I was already giving enough. And it was just... Have you ever been around someone where you give and you give and you give? And that person knows that if it ever came down to it, someone kicked in the door and wanted to shoot them, they know and you know that you would be the first one to step up, stand in the way and take a bullet for them and bleed for them. And still, at the end of the day, if you don't do one thing that they ask for, you're a piece of trash. You're a piece of garbage. All of a sudden, everything you've ever done good for them simply doesn't matter. I have people like that in my life. And it's heartbreaking. And sometimes I wonder if God ever feels the same way. You love people. You care about people. You give them life. You give them this guarantee of an afterlife. You tell them, I'm not someone who will ever change my mind. I will always value you. I will always love you. And I'm willing to be crucified for you. But at the end of the day, you're going to spit on me if you don't get what you want. I often wonder why would God put up with that? Why would a this super incredible entity made out of power and energy, pure energy, why would it put up with any of this? I know that after a while I have a line drawn in the sand. But God deals with billions of people like this every single day and has been doing so for many, many years. I'm only 
I'm about to be 46 years old soon. And I'm literally at the point where I'm way over the line with people now. I just, I can't stand it. I could not imagine being an entity that is immortal, that cannot die, but has to deal with this over and over and over again with the ability at any time to push the button and turn it all off. I've often wondered too, <laughs> has God ever paused the universe like a video game? Has it ever become so annoying for God that over a hundred thousand times he may have paused the universe and all of existence? And when he does that, it's like we all stop. We all become mannequins. We're just stuck in place in the cosmos. The stars stop moving. The universe stops moving. Everything. And God just goes about his business until he's ready to put up with nonsense again. And then he just simply reloads the game. Reloads the save file. I don't know. I get a lot of weird thoughts in my head. One of my one of my biggest problems, and I wouldn't consider it a sin, but I get so bored. I require constant mental stimulation. I get bored of people. I get bored of things, and uh, I just like something new and fresh to happen. I've often feared that if I died and I got to heaven and it was just the same thing over and over and over again, what would I do? I put faith in God that God is creative and imaginative enough, and imaginative enough to make the afterlife so interesting and so brilliant that I can go millenniums without losing my damn mind. Because for me, ladies and gentlemen, it would be absolute hell to spend an eternity somewhere where I'm not learning something new, I'm not growing, and exciting things are not happening. And that's why I think that God may have created the world the way he did for people like me who get bored. This world constantly surprises the piss out of me. The ignorance and stupidity of humanity constantly just blows my mind. Just when I think I have a grasp on what people are about, <laughs> I watch the news or I look at what's going on in social media and I'm like, man, it just... One of the crazy things about using an environment like YouTube is it's like a universe that has paused. You can walk away from this place for five years and come back and people will still be saying the same stupid shit. They'll still be whining and crying and having problems with the same people that they've always had. People are still thinking that they can talk to someone the same way that they talked to five years ago. And people have also this really unusual thing about them that if they watch a video of someone or they listen to a personal thing by someone, they immediately think that they not only relate and identify, but that they know the person. Like 
down deep into the bone type of knowledge or personal understanding of people. YouTube is so disconnected away from reality, it's just shocking. I'll be making some more videos probably today. I'm going to probably talk a little bit about some politics. And uh, I've made some organized playlists for people. There's going to be some people out there who enjoy watching my channel because you like my video games that I play and I stream. I got an entire playlist just for that so you don't have to sit through other videos having to do with religion or science or government stuff that you can watch. Basically, I've created a category for every genre and group of people out there where you can watch the material that you want to see without having to go through a bunch of garbage. And I know a lot of you appreciate that. You'll dig it. Some of you out there, you're something special. You like to watch every single thing that I do and everything I talk about, and that's cool. But, like, yeah. I'd love to know what you guys think about some of the stuff I've said about God and some of the things about Christians out there. I will say this. This will probably be the last thing that I really say on this subject matter. But one of the reasons why I question do Christians really love God and not for what God gives them is because it seems to me that in my life, I do not intentionally or deliberately go out and sin against other people. I do not intentionally try to sin against myself or against God. As I said, I literally, my days are made up of how can I do something great for my children? I look forward to the hours that I spend with my son or my daughter and the hours I spend with my wife. I don't I rarely go out into the community and do something that can negatively impact others. I just mind my own business. I'm kind of a loner. Some might <coughs> say I'm an introvert. So, I don't relate and identify with Christians who say they sin daily or that they make mistakes or they need constant hand-holding or guidance. I don't feel like I need to go to a church repetitively and hear what I need to do in my life and how to achieve it and all that. I know that this might sound kind of non-humility, but I have pretty much what I want in my life. I feel like God has given me um, what I require in existence. I have beautiful children. I have a beautiful wife. And every once in a while, I have a really good uh, event or moment with other family members outside of my home. Besides that, I don't really require anything else. But some people do, and I don't understand... When does it become enough? When do you feel content? When do you say to yourself, I got what I need in my life. I don't need more. I don't need a mansion. I don't need a 
a house with several rooms in it that I'll never visit anyway. I don't need all this junk filling up my life. I don't need all this this crap. I don't need the most exotic foods. I don't need the, you know, just give me a hamburger, give me a pizza, give me a, you know, an apple. I don't require everything at all times like this. I am like everybody in the sense where I don't mind a good pie. I don't mind a good, you know, just sit down and have a nice meal sometimes. But it's not something I require all the time. I have a lot of questions about many different things, but I'm not going to talk about it all in one single video. Oh, I do want to answer a question to some people out there. I've had uh, some Christians who say, you want to do interviews with me, you want to talk to me and ask me questions. I don't mind doing interviews with anybody, but I don't want to do anything having to do with, um, oh, Brett, what happened 10 years ago or five years ago or whatever. I'm at a point in my life where I'm just moving forward and I don't really care about drama crap. If you want to have a discussion about God or some of the things I've talked about in my videos, we can do that. But don't waste my time asking me about stupid crap. All right. Well, that's that. I'm going to get me some coffee. God bless.